Welcome to the Cart Hero Podcast. My mission for this podcast is to break down the complexity of the journey from zero to nine figures in the most simplistic form possible. I want to share what I'm learning to help you sell more products and profit more. From that, my hope is that you'll give back to the missions that are important to you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Cart Hero Podcast. My name's Trent Fikes, co-founder and CEO of Cart Hero, and I'm here today with our co-founder and CTO, Sean Kerr. So uh, super excited to have you on the podcast, Sean. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so for everyone listening, Sean, um, and he'll he'll get into kind of the, the backstory before, but Sean is, like I said, our developer and co-founder. He is um, was also the the co-founder of AppTrends, which is a, a platform that a lot of you are probably familiar with. Um, but Sean is a, a really awesome developer. He's really sought after. He's he's really awesome to work with, and, and I really enjoy working with him. What I want to do is I want to recap what we talked about last week. And, and the goal for this, this podcast episode is to get from kind of the beginning of, of my journey and then how me and Sean connected and and then, of course, kind of land the plane on where we are with Cart Hero now. So last week, what we talked about is, is kind of my journey from zero to nine figures. And one of the, the huge components and the, the key to, you know, the key to my success has been e-commerce funnels and recurring subscriptions. So what I want to talk about real quick is for anyone that's unfamiliar what a, what a funnel is. And I know that, that most of you probably are, are are very aware, but I, I want to make sure that we cover this. And also, I want to talk about this because my my perspective of what a funnel is is a, is slightly different than than the common the common thought of what a, what a funnel is. And in my eyes, a funnel is really a dedicated buying journey. So it's it's a it's a journey that you control for your customer and that you are able to to dictate. So what I mean by that is when you send someone to let's just say a a store, whether that that's a store on Shopify or a store on WooCommerce or any just any website. What you do is you're really you're really putting the the journey or the customer's journey in their hands. They can there's so many pages that they can they can visit. You have your about us page, you have your contact page, you have you know terms and conditions and all these other collections and pages that people can can get to. And what it really is is these are these are distractions. These are things that are preventing your customers from doing what you want them to do and the and the path that you want to carry them down. And so what I really consider a funnel is a dedicate dedicated buying journey that you can that you can send your visitors down. And why this is so important is is that you can you can control and you can I hate to use the word manipulate, but you can push them towards the goal and what you want them to achieve. And this is a little bit different than the common when you really think about a funnel or e-commerce funnel, because there's been over the years, there's been this word funnel has been, you know, kind of tagged, and a lot of people have a bad conception of of what a funnel is, and they think more about, um, I, w- I would say, kind of scam- scammy looking landing pages that are always, you know, some type of gimmicky offer or things like that, and that's really not what a funnel really is at its core. It's that, that dedicating, dedicated buying journey. So that has been one of the huge keys to my success and actually how Sean and I actually connected. Um, you know, I knew what, 
you know, I knew that using a funnel was the key to getting our, our, our company to the next level, and it's really ha- what we focus on. But we were using a platform called ClickFunnels, and ClickFunnels at, a, at its core is, is, is a great platform, um, which is, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening that know exactly what ClickFunnels is. We've used it, and it's really how we got our, our business off the ground. The problem with ClickFunnels, though, for, for us um, was that ClickFunnels was never built and never intended to be an e-commerce platform. It was built for more of coaching or consulting or other types of, you, you know, digital offers that, that weren't really e-commerce. And this is really where kind of me and Sean kind of connected. Um, like I said, he owned a, the original company, which was called AppTrends, and I was a user of that software. And I want Sean to kind of tell us a little bit about what AppTrends did and kind of the, the journey of, of building AppTrends. Okay, um, so about six years ago, I meet up with my buddy Mike, Michael Velasquez, who was one of the original founders of AppTrends with me. Um, he was our CEO. I was the CTO. Um, we got to because he saw a need for ClickFunnels users to fulfill their e-com products. Um, and as you were saying a moment ago, obviously ClickFunnels wasn't really built for that. Um, it wasn't built to manage variants or products or pictures or anything of the sorts, um, let alone fulfill them. And so what Michael saw was a vision. Um, his vision was to turn ClickFunnels into a usable e-com platform. And so what we did was we did a bunch of research. We saw how we could get orders from ClickFunnels into what we would eventually call app trends. It was essentially just we found a couple of users that wanted to do it. We built a real quick software application that would process at the very bare minimum basic order customer information, stuff like that. Um, not even hooking up products at that point. It was just text data going over into Shopify fulfillment. Um, and then we just started fulfilling orders at that level to see how well it would work. And it turns out that ClickFunnels was pretty seamless in, in that sense. Um, we kind of ventured off a little bit further than that um, down the road, and we found some more users that wanted additional features. They wanted the ability to do what you could do within Shopify itself. You could, you know, have add-on products to do bundles, or they wanted to sell their actual Shopify products within ClickFunnels. Now, that was a heavy request since we were so new. Um, We just had features getting stacked on top of features that weren't built yet. Um, But eventually, we came to the idea that we could script a little bit of our platform inside of ClickFunnels and have our users loaded dynamically. Um, And then that's how we came across with the idea of doing dynamic product forms, which essentially was selling your Shopify products directly inside of ClickFunnels with with really no work involved. Um, Although it was a script, you know, in the sense of, you know, just being JavaScript that you put into ClickFunnels, it didn't function the way that every other ClickFunnels script would have worked. It was loaded dynamically, so it was just a link into an app trends script on our end, which was completely dynamic, and it fed the Shopify products into their funnel in real time. 
Right. And I don't, and honestly, I don't, I don't think any of the ClickFunnels users that were using it realized how visionary that was for what they were doing because they're so used to, you know, scripts would, they would copy and paste a script in the ClickFunnels, blah, blah, blah. It would break. They'd have to update it. None of that. And, and essentially, I mean, it was an application within an application. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really, like you said, it made what we were doing possible. Cause, and, and at this point, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on the user side of this. And so all of these things that Sean are talking about is what made the, the whole cl- using ClickFunnels for e-commerce possible. And like you're talking right now, I didn't even, I guess I didn't even realize at the time, like how, how big of a deal or, or how, I guess it was a platform within inside of a platform loading these scripts dynamically. So that, um, yeah, just like, I guess as a user, you kind of lose sight of how, I guess, like how, like the small details, I guess, that, that go into making something like that function. So that's, that's yeah. really awesome. Um, so comment. Oh, thank you. Um, Originally, when we came up with this idea, Michael looked at it, um, and, I, and honestly, I always looked at Michael as like this visionary that had an idea of where the trajectory of technology was going to go. He always had that Mac. Mm-hmm. And so what he was hoping for App Trends, at least for the products that we were building, is that we would be the Apple of Ecom. That's, that was his vision in the long run. Mm-hmm. And that means, like, can, in, in relation to what we were just talking about, you could either get a script online for ClickFunnels and paste it in your funnel and hope it works. Or you could pay at Trends, get a link, put it in your funnel, and you never, ever have to touch it again, and it hooks all of your products from Shopify directly into it. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. And that's kind of the idea that we had for all, everything that we wrote from that point forward, the way we did subscriptions and all those subscriptions may not have been the best first time around. Um, what we did isn't still to this day, isn't possible on other platforms, oh, yeah. which is why people would continue to use app trends for subscription fulfillment because of the way that we allowed our customers to specify variants dynamically through their ClickFunnels orders and have those rebills pull the same variance out every single month. No other platform does that. Yeah, yeah, and, and still still don't. And and we've talked about it several times, and, and as we've been, and we'll get into more of the Cart Hero stuff, but as we've even been building this in Cart Hero, we've talked about how challenging challenging that is. And, and this, like we've said multiple times, like this is, when we come to try to come up with ideas and, and, and things that will work, like we say, this is why no one else does this. Um, because it, it's it's not easy and it takes a lot of takes a lot of thought. So that it's it's just awesome. Like thinking back on and even my, like you're saying, like Michael being a visionary and and being able to see that it's just awesome. Um, yeah, sorry. The, <clears throat> what I wanted to ask you is, and this is also I'm I'm just curious, and I've never asked you this question. Is coming from a development background? So you're a developer. You've been how long have you been? Develop, doing, been a developer? I'm, professionally, I've been developing since 98. 98, okay. But I've, you know, had my hands in computers, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do, um, even as a young kid. Even, well, the beginning of high school, we got our first computer. 
Yeah. It was a Pentium 60. It was the very first Pentium processor that was on the market. It was a P60. It's a Packard Bell computer, a piece of junk. But my parents bought it thinking that maybe I could make use of it. Um, and I and I didn't really use it, you know, probably for the first six or eight months. I, it was just this thing that I had no use for. Until one day, I came home from school and I decided I was going to disassemble the entire thing. Oh my gosh. And I disassembled it in our yes at the front door where we had this little computer desk at the front window and the front door. And the computer was on it and I just got bored. As a 15 or 16-year-old kid, I just decided to take it apart. So I dis- disassembled the entire thing. And, and granted, back in the day, computers were much simpler than they are nowadays. But coming from just being a kid that with curiosity, it was a big undertaking. And I remember my dad coming home from work. And he works on an assembly, assembly line for GM. So he was just that type of auto worker. And he came home and he looked at me. He's like, you better get this thing back together. <laughs> Like he put all his money into this thing, right? And I and he came home and it was just on the floor in pieces. Oh my god! And just yeah, but I did I did get it back together, and that sort of grew my love for computing. And at that point, somehow I came in contact with a, the friend of a neighbor down the road who was big in the computing. And from that point on, he and I were just computing buddies. And I learned how to script. Through him, so I started out with scripting languages, you know, non-programming languages, like what you might consider like JavaScript nowadays, but back then it was like TCL or Perl or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I did that all through high school. And then eventually um, in 97 maybe, yeah, 96, 97, I started my own website, which wasn't professional, but I ended up selling it. Wow. I sold it. Yeah, I sold it for a minimal amount of money, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just developing that website at that time put me into the good graces of everybody around me. I didn't. I, I've never ever in my life had to write a resume. It's mm-hmm. always been my work that's spoken for itself. I sold that site to a company called Unitech out here in California. You know, for, as a small Ohio boy. Like that was a huge thing. I had no dream at that point of coming out here, mm-hmm. but it turned out that they bought, they bought it because they wanted me to work for them. Wow. They just wanted me. Yeah. That's awesome. So I ended up, yeah. So I ended up working with them and just finding a love for development at that point. And I've, so I've been professionally developing for about 24 years or so. Wow. That's written everything under the sun. I mean, <laughs> every language you can think of probably yeah. that is, that was, you know, Post-1980s, right. except for some languages. I've done a little bit of assembly, and I've written a lot of C and C++, right. a lot of Java, a lot, a ton of Python, a ton of Rust. Rust is an amazing systems language. Um, a lot of PHP. And I've, been, I've had my hands on everything. TypeScript, JavaScript, VBScript, Excel, VB Access, Every Database, Oracle, SQL Server, Postgres, yeah, it's just you've been doing this it a minute. Is what I <laughs> Pardon me. I said you've been doing it a mi- for a minute. For a little bit of a minute, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what's what's so like got me curious just from a dev- like thinking about it from a development side, and let's just imagine like we're we're back at the app trends app trends days, and you haven't mm. been in e-commerce. Um, you 
so that that's kind of what's got me intrigued is like coming from a development background and not knowing a whole lot at this point about e-commerce. I w- tell t- tell me a little bit about what you've learned about e-commerce just from coming from a, a development background and really what have you learned from from the users kind of ov- over the time? Oh man, my biggest takeaway. Let's just start with the biggest takeaway. It's that when you're building users that are running businesses because that's the only aspect that I know right now as far as working for people that is not just business direct. It's for people that want to make money from the software you're selling them is that whatever I think they want, they don't want. It's simple. It's just that simple. It's, it's, you really have to talk to your customers. You have to know their needs and all of them may be different. But there may be some similar aspects between them. But a lot of the times, they want something different. They just want it packaged in the same way, something that's easy to understand. And that isn't going to cause more harm than good. It's not going to confuse them. And beyond that, probably that they really just, they want to lean on you. And they want you to help them the best that you can help them. And and then I, I guess beyond that, even that serving other people is part of, you know, as that software purpose that I have is that you want to serve people and you want to help them and you want to do the best that you can do for them. And that's exactly what they want. Right. Okay. Awesome. So what's, what's kind of been, what, what's something that you've, you've learned, um, learned from, from them? Is there anything I would say? I guess e-commerce or funnel related that, that you've kind of had as a big takeaway. Yes, I've definitely learned that again, what I, what I kind of think that they demand in terms of development experience and performance from our software that we write is that, they just want it to work. It just has to do what they expect it to do when they expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, I mean, and, and, and granted, some customers have more need than others, but really they just want it to work and they don't want headaches. Don't give them headaches. Don't give them something that's going to break. Um, with funnel development, funnels are difficult. Mm-hmm. And the, and honestly, it's it sounds like when you're first looking in the funnels, like, oh, it's going to be this easy thing to do. I'm just going to sell. But no, like it really takes smart engineers and it takes smart people like you with a vision to make funnels usable for e-com. You can't just walk into a funnel through click funnels, as we've seen over the last five or six years, and try to sell e-com stuff over it. There, there are components that are required that we have to develop because it wasn't intended that way. Mm-hmm. And that was the appearance journey essentially at that point. Gotcha. Awesome. So yeah. And, and, you know, backing up. So I was a, a user of, of the platform that Sean's talking about app trends and I was using click funnels and we really used that to catapult us to the next level. And we were one of, we were one of app trends, larger users. So I built a relationship with, 
with Michael, who, who Sean referenced just a little bit ago, and, and Sean, uh, Sean as well. And we really just built a, a good friendship, and I was one of the people that Michael would call to get um, you know, e-com advice. You know, he was coming from the software side, and he knew that I was kind of the doer. Um, and, and what ended up happening is, is as this friendship kind of got, got built is an opportunity came up for me to come on board with AppTrends and to kind of be the, the, the third partner. And really from that, that I'm going to say the doer side. And so when I came on board with AppTrends, um, it, was, it was me, Sean, and Michael. And really we were, at that point, we kind of felt like it was kind of an unstoppable kind of dynamic because we had Sean, which was, you know, the, the awesome engineer. And then Michael was the, the visionary that, that really loved seeing, you know, that knew where, where things could go. And then I was practicing on the actual doer side. So it was a, it was a good combination. Um, and what I want to talk about next is I want, I, I kind of want you to talk about the, the end, the end of app trends. And then we'll, we'll talk about cart hero, but, but, Tell, tell everyone what the, the reason in for app trends was. It was very successful. Why, why that kind of came to a, um, to a halt and why we've moved it into Car Hero. But if you could tell everyone kind of that, that story. Yeah, certainly. Um, so as a Shopify company, um, app trends is typically sent alerts or updates from Shopify at least once or maybe twice a year, if not more, um, with notices and API changes, deprecation changes, meaning they're removing a feature. Um, And so it came upon the time where Shopify decided that private applications within their system, meaning applications that were designed not to be in the store, in their Shopify application store, which is exactly what AppTrends was designed for. It was designed to be a private application. Um, specifically because we didn't have Shopify users looking to install our application. They were coming in the opposite direction and we were marketing directly to ClickFunnels users. So when we designed it that way, that, it, that was the purpose. Um, we already had our users. So the time came where Shopify decided that they no longer wanted us to support private applications. And they gave us you know, a fair amount of time to migrate users. And we knew this, which is, why um, at the beginning or the end of last year, we started notifying users that they were going to be losing access. Um, So what we needed to do in the meantime, I guess, is that we had to either rewrite our application entirely to make sure that it would be usable from a public standpoint in Shopify. Um, Or we could also fix the problems that we were seeing with click funnels at the same time by creating our own funnel builder and our own platform and take care of two birds with one stone. And that was the direction we decided to go because we knew more of how we had the shape cart hero and what our users expected. And that seemed like the path that would be easier traveled than to rewrite everything to make everybody happier and still be reliant on two platforms that we technically don't have to be reliant on. Mm -hmm. And now that's how we got here. Um, 
And I think it's honestly, I think it's a better road for our users, all of our customers yes. to see that they have more flexibility. They aren't tied in the ClickFunnels. They aren't tied in the Shopify. We can now provide more integrations for them that we couldn't provide before because they were tied in. They couldn't even log into AppFriends without going through Shopify because that's how Shopify controls things. Right, right. And one thing that that was that was really big, you know, big for me is that when issues would when we were in app trends, that when issues would come up and, and we're reliant on click funnels, there's only so much that, that we can do and so much that we can help because we we're we're kind of just the middleman that's making e comp possible in click funnels. But anytime anything would come up on the click funnel side, it was a hard it was a hard thing to juggle because there was users that you know that were trusting and in, and empowering us to help them on the e-com side, but there was only so much that we could do without having a direct integration or a direct tie directly into the code of ClickFunnels. So that's why, and like you said, why everything is so much better now with Cart Hero is that we've we've really took what has been what was good from ClickFunnels, which was the flexibility of the funnel platform with you know drag and drop and upsells and downsells and everything that you would expect from building out funnels. And we've made our own version, which is now Cart Hero, which is built specifically for e-commerce. And a lot of the things that we were doing from, that Sean talked about with the scripts and, and dynamically loading these variants inside of ClickFunnels, all of that was, while it, it, it seems like you know, we made it possible with AppTrends, it, it was rather, it ended up being a, a tangled web because you needed so many different things to make the process work. Uh, process work. And we knew that the process would work and so it was worth jumping through all, all the hoops and to make all this possible. But we really saw the opportunity, especially with you know, the Shopify thing going down, to really just build out our own platform. And like I was saying, it's so much, it's so much better now because we can, we can control the entire process. And we can build things out specifically for, for, what, um, for what our customers need. So the next thing that I want to talk about is, is really, you know, we've, we've went from my journey to you guys starting app trends um, to me being a user to me coming on board with app trends and us deciding to build cart hero and then the end of app trends so now where we're at now is we've 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 moved everyone over from app trends what we ended up doing was we had so let me back up just a little bit when we were building cart hero our 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 vision for cart hero is that it can be a standalone platform that doesn't need um, it you don't have to use click funnels and I mean, we have integrations with Shopify and WooCommerce, but it, the vision is that it can be a standalone platform that doesn't need all of these these things tangled tangled together. And you know, the vision for us going forward is is to get to that point. Um, but I really want to hear hear from Sean on you know where where we are now and and where he thinks we'll we'll be you know probably in the next next year or so. Um, can you repeat? I'm sorry, just for the like the last 20 seconds or so, we cut out there. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was saying we've we kind of taken everyone from me getting started in e-commerce to you starting App Trends, me coming on board with App Trends, and then now here we are with Cart Hero, where our goal is to kind of alleviate the the tangled web of all the things that are needed. Um, and I really just wanted everyone to hear kind of where we're at with Cart Hero now, and where where you think we're going to be at within the next 12 months. Fantastic. Um, Man, we have come so far with Cart Hero. I, I have to say this. Um, and and just before I get into that, I just want to thank you because 
as you know, um, I have I have all the potential in the world, but I feel like with, with your direction, Cart Heroes literally what it is today because of you. You can only have so much power and, and potential to go somewhere, but if you don't have somebody that has the experience that you have, we wouldn't be here. So I just wanted to say that first. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, I think that we have really built integrations to the point where we can handle at this point anything that we need to handle um all the orders coming in from click funnels and external data sources we've got our amazing funnel builder which is fast it's snappy um it allows you to drop components and add-ons and with the tip of a hat you just boom it's in there um you can test things out you can demo features without paying for them you can run them orders through them um, and of course, our dashboard and the features that it provides with integrations and subscriptions. Subscriptions being probably our biggest feature right now that is just so flexible that you, you I don't know how people are getting away without using them. Um, where we're going, I would say definitely going to focus on subscription features since that seems to be the way of the future right now subscriptions are everywhere and if you're if you're not doing subscriptions you're probably behind the times um and of course adding more features into our funnel builder to make sure that people get exactly what they want they can offer the products in the, in the fashion that they want to offer them um and more integrations possibly even cutting out Shopify entirely if you don't need to use it. If you simply store or start selling a, one or two products through a funnel with Carp Hero, you don't need to go through it in the lengthy process of setting up Shopify. You can connect directly in the ship station and upload your orders directly through that automatically and not have to worry about any other hassle. Right. Um, but beyond, oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry, my bad. No, I was just going to say beyond that, that's really where I see us within the next year is providing more integrations for our customers that give them more freedom so they don't feel so tangled in what you would call click funnels and scripts or Shopify and all the all the apps that you need to add on to make it do something simple. We're going to provide all of that ourselves. Awesome. Yeah, and what what you said really stuck out is like we're we're so – we're so much further ahead right now than what we, we even thought we would be, um, which is a, really a testament to you. You've been building and coding like crazy. So it's been, it's been really awesome to see it kind of come from zero to where it is now, where I think that for e-commerce specifically, our builder and our process is leaps and bounds above what we, were, what we had with, with ClickFunnels, like so much more is possible. And just to hit on, this, on the subscription side, I know that we've talked about you know, subscriptions being super important. I really feel like if if your business does not have recurring revenue, then you're extremely vulnerable. And the reason for that is most e-commerce businesses are reliant upon digital marketing and reliant upon platforms like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these platforms and and Google. And when they when they make these changes, I know that over this past year there was. Uh, iOS updates and tracking changes and like so much happened. And if you don't have recurring revenue, like it can, uh, everything that you're doing can be changed and then like overnight. 
And so building that recurring revenue has been extremely important for, for me. And it's also been where I think that one of the areas that we've really helped our users out the most. And Sean talked about how flexible the Cart Hero platform is for subscriptions. And I really just want to give you uh, an idea of what, what, it, what it's like. So Cart Hero allows you to set up these subscriptions, uh, your subscription plan, and then you can use any of your products from your, your catalog to acquire someone into your subscription. So you can use any of your products on, I'm going to call it a front-end offer, to move them into a subscription. So you may have a T-shirt, and then you want to sell that T-shirt and then kind of move them into a T-shirt club or a supplement into a, a, a subscription membership. And Carthu allows you to, to do that, it allows you to sell any one of your products as that front-end subscription product. And then on the back end, what we, what we do is we have subscription plans that dictate which products from your catalog you want to deliver at which point of the, the customer's journey. So you may want them to receive a specific product on their first renewal order and something completely different on their second renewal order. Or you may even, on that first order, may want to include three or four different items. And that's really where our subscription platform is different. Like all of the other platforms, they it's really what you sign up for. Like let's just say you signed up for a, a, a subscription of coffee. Like you're going to get that same bag of coffee every, every single month or every single a couple months, whatever whatever you subscribe to, but our platform platform really gives you flexibility to determine. Hey, like I want to give them this on this month, and then something else on this month. And one thing that I I really love is looking at where you see customer drop off on your subscriptions. And so you know, you, if you look at the averages, you'll see kind of where your customers are falling off. So if they've signed up and then they go through the first couple renewals, you may see like, hey, I'm losing a lot of a lot of customers on month number three. And what's, what's really awesome about Cart Hero and the way that our sequences work is once you identify that on month number three that you're losing a lot of customers, you can easily plug in a, like an extra little bonus product inside of that sequence. And what that's going to do is it's, that customer's going to get that and they're like, oh, wait, like, you know, I was thinking about canceling this, but that's, that was a cool bonus. Like, I'll stick around for another month or so. And being able to plug in those products in any area of the sequence has really helped um, kind of keep our customers and improve our lifetime value of how long customers stick around. So that's that's really one. I love our subscription platform and and kind of how we do things. And and again, we've talked several times about you know how complicated it can get for us on the building side and why no one is doing exactly the, exactly how we do it. So awesome. Well, cool. I appreciate you jumping on Sean and kind of sharing the journey of. of kind of app trends and where we are with Cart Hero now. I hope that everyone's got a good understanding of what Cart Hero can do and how it can really help take your business to the next level. And if any of you that are listening would like to try out Cart Hero, you can do so by going to carthero.com. We've got a 14-day free trial and you don't even need a credit card to, um, to, to try it out. And like Sean said, there's there's tons of different features that you can that you can go in there and like some crazy add-ons like bundles and subscribe and save that we've We've added into the platform that you can try out without without even paying for them. So um, appreciate you jumping on, Sean. It was it's been really fun. In the next episodes, we're you know we kind of went from zero all the way up to now, and in the next episodes, we're going to start trying to provide a little value, giving tips of 
you know, what we're seeing. We got a lot of data from, from our users and, and we see what's working in the marketplace. And on the next coming episodes, we really want to jump in and start providing some value on how to grow your business. We'll see you guys in the next one.